Okay, today was freaking amazing. I love this so much. Anywho, there's so much I feel like God has laid on my heart. There's so much I feel like he's talking to me about. And I'm going to go probably more in depth when I write it. Like, make it make more sense when I write it. But as of right now, oh my gosh, can I just say, God is awesome. And uh, he just kept showing me today how awesome he is. And um, yeah, basically my Quan, um spoke today he did a wonderful job describing who we are in god and kind of just getting us back to that place of understanding who we are in him and today i recognized that god literally had to break me down and build me back up to show me that i'm a sinner that i am no better than anybody else because literally i had gotten a big head like oh god is giving me all these revelations and you know i i started feeling like i was better than people i wasn't saying it and i wasn't necessarily thinking it but i was acting like it and so i feel like he really had to break me down literally and help me not only break me down so i can become more humble but he was also simultaneously dealing with my sin helping me confront my sin and i'm still not 100 percent there but it's like i just feel so empowered by god and i feel his holy spirit in me right now and he just reminded me today that i'm chosen even though my past isn't what i wanted it to be it's exactly what he created it to be and i'm just so thankful and it's just so cool and I'm just so in awe. And like I said, I'm going to write this down. But I just think it's so dope. God is just so cool. <laughs> okay, so this is just a bunch of random things and ideas that have been popping up in my head. So basically, the first one is from when I was at church and I was listening to Pastor David's message. Um, and so these are just a couple scriptures that I saw and in the specific translation that he has the TPT translation, it says it in such like ways that it just is very interesting. So the first one is Psalms 32 verse three in the TPT translation. It says, before I confessed my sins, I kept it all inside. My dishonesty devastated my inner life, causing me to be filled with frustration, irrepressible anguish and misery. This just shows that when we confess our sins, it's not so that God can condemn us and so that God can be like, hey, no, you're not supposed to do that. It is for him to direct us and show us what we need to do again. But also it's to help us because when we confess our sins, it gets it off our chest and it doesn't devastate us from the inside. It helps us to be at peace with him and at peace in him. And then also there was another one. It said... 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 6, it says, since we are armed with such dynamic weaponry, um, and I think it's talking about just the weaponry of our spiritual weapons, like the, the energized, we're energized with our spiritual weapons. So it says, since we are armed with such dynamic weaponry, we stand ready to punish any trace of rebellion as soon as you choose complete obedience. That to me is just like important because when you're completely obeying him, that's when you're able to have peace. You can't have peace when you're half obeying him, half not. Like, you have to be fully in it. You have to be fully saying, okay, God, I am completely down for you. I am completely ready for you whenever, wherever. And so I just think that's important because we so often forget that we need to be completely in obedience to him and i think sometimes it's easier to just be on the fence about things but honestly being on the fence might even be worse because it's like you're not fully one way so then you're constantly debating you're constantly on the edge and so that is just something that i thought was very interesting um and yeah
so then these are the other ideas that are popped into my head that I've been writing on these little um these little papers from my closet so basically the first one is um some Monday night prayer night for youth ministry basically you have family prayer and then um, like it's just the families pray together then you have the leaders come and pray with the families and then you kind of have corporate prayer to end it all then after that there's another thing that says god will never give you a blessing quote-unquote that causes you to worship it more than you worship him that is so true and i feel like that is probably the most important thing that people forget is that God is never going to give you a blessing that causes you to think more about it, to worship it, to obsess over it more than over him. The next thing it says, salvation is not just a one-time saving from your sins, sinful ways, but it's an ongoing daily thing. That is because we have ongoing daily sin, and so it's important that we recognize that we need salvation every single day. Like it's. It's something that should be consistently in our minds. Like, yes, I need salvation. Lord, please save me from this. Please rescue me. And it's not a one-time thing. The next thing is, it says, creativity flows from being at peace in God. Or rather, at peace with God as well. And then in Luke chapter 6, verse 45, it says... Um, sometimes I can't read my handwriting. Oh, what's stored in your heart flows from your fruit. Yeah, that just reminded me that like when you store God in your heart, his creativity, his peace, his love flows through your fruit. And so you're able to produce more fruitful things, which is why I thought it was very important that when we worship him, whatever means we worship him through, it's truthfully in spirit and where our spirit is connected to him and in truth where we're connected to his word so that that way we are flowing with creativity like he just gives so many new ideas and so many new things like it's just it's amazing how creative God is and then this was also when I was talking about the Netflix series and stuff like that um so I'm just praying that if that's truly what he wants me to do that I just keep in in step with him and he will give me the creativity that I need he'll just throw it out there he has so much creativity to disperse um like it's just disposable creativity he's like okay here you go so I think that's awesome and then there's another thing basically just about our season of singleness is to get us to a point of worshipful obedience and submissive dependence on God. It's supposed to be sincere. I don't know what this sword says. And I don't know what that word says. But anywho, <laughs> that's the point of singleness. It's just to get us to a point of worshipful obedience and submissive dependence. Then the next thing says, the enemy's goal is to get us self-sufficient. Yeah. That is so true. So basically, the enemy, he can't destroy you, but he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So what I find funny is that we always say, oh, he comes to destroy, but then he can't actually destroy us. So what does he do? He gets us to destroy ourselves. So he doesn't, he comes to destroy, but the way that he destroys is by us destroying ourselves. It's self-destruction. 
And so if we can destroy ourselves, then he's able to get us without actually having to get us. You know what I mean? Um, and so I think that's pretty cool. It's just that he only has really one method, and that's to kind of get us in self-sufficiency, um, making the decisions for ourselves instead of asking God, um, relying on our own knowledge, leaning on our own understanding instead of trusting God and putting it in his hands. Um, and I think that's important. So, yeah, these are just a couple ideas that had popped up um, in my quiet time with God, and that's pretty much it.